Simone Files, home to the world's biggest stars. Get your hands up! Live on your radio. And you can check us out on your socials. Your favorite person, Serena. Serena! The Bellissimo Files on spin. And now your host, yeah. Serena Bellissimo. Morning. I hope you're enjoying your bank holiday weekend. I don't know about you. It's felt a bit like Christmas for me. I don't know what day it is anymore. I keep thinking, I keep looking at producer Eve and going, are we in on a Sunday? What day is it today? Last night, I was having nightmares going, am I actually going to remember to put my alarm on to wake up and go into work? But I did, and I'm glad I did, because there's a lot on the way. We're going to be catching up with George McKay. He's going to be talking about how he transformed himself into a wolf for his new film, Wolf. His co-stars, Fiona Shea and Lola Pettigrew, are going to be telling us what they were really wearing during those Zoom interviews. Top boy stars Michael Ward and Jasmine Jobson are going to be telling us all about the new series that has just landed on Netflix. And up next, I'll be introducing you to our one to watch, Stacey Deneen. The Bellissimo Files. One to watch. This week's one to watch is a singer-songwriter who writes heartbreak music in her Limerick bedroom and records it in Ireland, London and LA. She's also been part of the international reality show The Fashion Hero and on March 25, she releases her latest single over it. I'm talking about Stacey Deneen. Stacey, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Stacey, I love that you've unashamedly said that you love writing heartbreak music. What is it about this music? Well, there's just something different. So I, I could sit down and write a song at any, any time of the day. It just comes naturally to me. It's always come naturally to me. But that's just words and a melody. Whereas when you're going through something that's hurtful and you sit down in that moment when you're going through hurt, it just flows so much more naturally and it's more genuine. And I feel like that's the kind of music that connects with people. Because I can listen to songs by many artists, but there's not many songs I connect with. So I like to make music that's relatable so that the listener can, you know, relate their own stories to it and have more of a connection to it. And it also helps me to process the feelings that I'm going through if I put it into music and, and like invest it into something I care about. I suppose I'll just try and get my heart broken forever. So the so the songs always, always come on. <laughs> well, it's so personal though. Like, is there ever any time where you go, oh, actually, I know that's a hit, but I'll just put that away and not release that to the world. Yeah, so I have a lot of songs just like w- sitting in the back burner, I suppose, for because I, I do plan on releasing a lot of music throughout the year. So yeah, I write a lot of songs. And then what I do is I pick my favourite ones from the ones I've recorded or from the ones I've written and then I'll take them to record. Because if I recorded every song I've written, I I just have too many songs. <laughs> so I'd write about four or five songs a month and then I'll pick the one that I prefer best and the one I think is catchier. You've got such a gorgeous voice. When did you find yeah. it? And when were you, I suppose, not afraid to share it? To be honest, I still don't think I'm ready, but I, I was just sick of not, not chasing that music dream. Uh, lockdown really brought me out of my shell because I had as much time as I wanted to kind of come to terms with the fact that I was going to release music. And I was really nervous because I was scared in case people didn't like my voice. I have a very distinctive voice. That's stunning. Thank you so much. But it's, it's, it's kind of like, like I love some singers' voices and then there's others ones I don't like. So it's all like a personal preference. 
So I was scared in case people didn't like mine because it's so different. But then I remembered it doesn't make a difference if people like my voice or not because I enjoy writing songs and singing and I'm going to release the music regardless. Because I didn't want to sit here ne- this time next year and say, oh, maybe I'll release my first song because that's what I've been doing for the last five, six years. I said, you're going to do it. Give it a go. See where it goes because at least that way I'll know where it could have went instead of saying what if, what if, what if. So I'm kind of just trying to bring myself out of my shell because performing in front of people is my biggest fear. I get so anxious at the thoughts of singing in front of people. So it's about bringing what I bring to the studio now and expanding out in front of people. So, yeah, I honestly, I'm not ready. I never was, but that's what makes me excited about it. So how do you go from writing songs in your bedroom in Limerick to recording them across Ireland, London and even L.A.? So I have a lot of friends in L.A. I went over for the first season of the show. And I'm going to stop over- you there for a sec. You're talking about the show and people go, what show is she talking about? <laughs> You're talking about the fashion hero in Canada. Tell us about yeah. this show. We will get back to LA in a sec. <laughs> Tell us about <laughs> this show and how you became a part of it. So The Fashion Hero is a new reality show and it's it's like America's Next Top Model, but it's it's so much more than that because you don't have to be... You don't have to look a certain way to apply for this show. You you can have a disability, you can have an amputation, you can be overweight, you can be underweight, you can have a skin condition. You don't have to look like your stereotypical model to be so on the show. So you can be who yeah, you, you are. You can be who you are. There's no Photoshop, there's no scripts. It's just you going on your own journey with your own insecurities and like blossoming through all of those. And that's why I love the show. So I left school in fifth year and then I wanted to... I wanted to make a difference because I went through a hard time in school and I wanted to use that to prevent it from happening to other people in school. And I suffered really badly with my confidence and I applied for the show and I kept getting through the different stages. And then I was invited over for filming, which we'd done in Canada. I went on to win the first season. Amazing! And and so I went to LA to celebrate the the premiere of it. And when I was in LA, I went into the studio and started writing songs with an LA producer and he complimented the the vocals and the writing ability. And that's basically where it's kick-started at all. I'm actually just back from South Africa. We just filmed the second season. And the new host of the show is AJ from the Backstreet Boys. So I got to co-host with him for a week on the show. So that was fun. This is amazing. Like, you're balancing a a blossoming music career with a TV career. Is this what you want to do? Do both of them? I want to take my voice and my platform and use it for good. So the bigger the platform, the bigger the audience and the more people I can help. So I'll balance as much as I can to get that message across. This is phenomenal. So listen, there's so much going on for you in 2022. We've got the TV show, we've got new music. If people want to follow and find out where they can watch you, hear you play, give us your social handles. My Instagram account is just still with new music. And, and Stacey uh, has an E in it and Deneen is yeah. D-I- N-double-E-N. Yes, exactly. Everything is mostly just still suddenly. My music's on Spotify. It's on all major streaming platforms. Oh, Stacey, I am so thrilled for you. Cannot wait to see what you do next. Um, You'll pop back into us soon, yeah? Oh, 100%. Good luck with everything. And as I said, it is so good to see you doing so well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to have me on. Thank you for giving up your time, but I'm not letting you go yet. We've been talking about your music. We want to hear it when you introduce it. Amazing. Yes, so my name is Still Sudanun and you're listening to my new song, Over It, on the Bellissimo Files. Came in swinging no one in silence. 
Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. We first got to know George McKay in 2003. He appeared in Peter Pan as Curly. He has been working steadily since then. He was phenomenal in the Oscar-winning 1917. Only a couple of years ago, he was back here in Dublin at the Dublin International Film Festival with the true history of the Cully Gang. Now... He is back here in Dublin as his film Wolf opened yesterday in all Irish cinemas. It is something completely different. He plays a boy called Jacob who believes he's a wolf. I'll let him tell you more about it. George, the last time I spoke to you was here at Diff for the Ned Kelly film. Yeah. Now you're back with Wolf. Yeah. They're both really intense films. What is it about these punishing films that attracts you to them? I, I don't know. I, I just think it's... I think I'm fascinated by films that dig into to the characters that they're about, you know, like what it is to be human, I guess, is the slightly, maybe sort of slightly pretentious kind of way of looking at it. But, but yeah, I think kind of what is real, what, what makes a person, I think it is what I'm fascinated by, why, why I like acting in these stories, be it about the true history of the Kelly gang, be it like a, the myth of a person making a person, and this, the physical form of a person making a person, that's kind of what they look at, I guess. But what about the lead-up to making these films? Like, the the preparation that goes into them. I was talking to Natalie. She was like, yeah, I never thought I'd say this, but I was getting all these messages from George and <laughs> I have all these topless videos of him crawling and yeah. trying to act like a wolf. Yeah. Like, what do you go through to get to this? Well, for this one particularly, there was... It's funny, because last time we spoke, I was here for a week's rehearsal with Natalie and our movement coach, Terry, and we had a week's workshopping the wolf just before we touched jacob just what the wolf was and ideas for the wolf how to kind of get into that state and then of course the pandemic struck it and in a sense that time albeit for a very serious reason that the time that opened up gave so much more time to explore the physicality that we found so it was kind of many things very simply just practice crawling every day figuring out like the howl again studying real sort of footage of wolves and trying to read up on an understanding of what what people think that the hounds mean what they might mean to me and then also thinking for the character what does that what's he trying to express and kind of marrying the kind of poetic and metaphorical side of it with all the actual research as to which even that is a human interpretation but yeah how was your body feeling after that though like after days of doing that what are some of the weirdest things you couldn't do as a result of that trait the weirdest thing i couldn't do um i don't know i got i got very particular blisters um so it kind of felt it was actually sore to straighten your fingers because you got all the blisters from having your things oh. cut there so the sort of it was weird because you'd sort of close a scab when you straighten your fingers yeah so that was the weird thing straightening this film is all about you know trying to be your true self being who you're meant to be and mm. as an actor you lose yourself in yeah. so many characters how do you remain true to who you want to be <laughs> that's, a, that's a good question i think i think you've got to take the positives from feeling that these characters give you a chance to explore and express different sides of yourself through going towards other people if you know what i mean yeah and i think hopefully they can just inform the thing that you then the kind of the core that you then come back to but you know through doing projects like this you figure that that core keeps moving and changing so and and being at peace with that is i guess part of it as well well i love that it keeps changing because i love seeing what you do can't wait to see what you do next ah cheers well thank you very much you can catch george mckay in wolf it is in irish cinemas now the bellissimo files favorite thing
Joining me to share her favourite things is a Grammy-nominated R&B star who has just released her latest single, Letter to Your Ex, and will be playing at the Bunham Factory on May 17. I'm talking about Mahalia. Mahalia, it's great to have you back on the show. So, so good to be back here. How are you? I'm good. Um, having you on the show means you have new music, which is always great. <laughs> tell, yeah. me, tell me about um, Letter to Your Ex. How did a fight with your guy inspire this? <laughs> So it's funny because when I was when I was first kind of announcing Letter to Your Ex, everybody was assuming that it was a letter to my ex. Letter to Your Ex is a letter to my boyfriend's ex. <laughs> That's really interesting. I've never I, I I was in the first camp. I was like, oh okay, so this is to her ex. Why yeah. your boyfriend's ex? So really, because I have been her two or three times over and so have all of my friends and I think what it is right is that I've kind of been in this situation before when I felt like somebody that I was dating's ex was kind of still coming back around and still trying to you know either gain closure or you know have a have a close relationship still and I never really knew how to navigate that situation I think I've always been you know I've always been scared of kind of saying how I felt at the risk of losing him or upsetting her. So I think that was why I wrote it, because I wanted to basically say to her, I totally get it. I understand. I've been here so many times. But woman to woman, I need you to stop so that I can keep going. And I think it kind of started as a, as a personal dialogue. I never thought that I was going to share it. Um, it was just going to be a private thing that... I kind of wanted to get out of me. So releasing it into the world um, scared scared the hell out of me. But, really? But, so first of all, I think I, I didn't want to shine a light on our relationship and I, and I didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable, um, which I always feel like if I've ever put out a song that's very clearly about somebody that I've even that I'm either dating at that time or have dated, I definitely am quite sensitive to the fact that they might feel a certain type of way about it. So I was scared about that. And then I was also scared because I think she was already in pain. Yeah. And I could tell that when when I wrote the song. Um, and I didn't want to cause any more. So I was... I was definitely worried, but then I also thought, you know, it's been a year and a half since I wrote this. It's probably okay right now. And, I, and it didn't feel like an attack. The song kind of felt like I was trying to say, I'm here with you and I get it, you know, but equally, I need to say to you that this isn't right. I might get it, but it's also not right. So, Mahalia, how are you feeling about getting to play this song live? back here in Dublin on the 17th of May at the Button Factory. I'm so excited. I think it's been such a while since I was able to tour and there's obviously been quite a bit of music in between that. So I'm really just excited to hear if people know the words and if they want to sing because that that is definitely, definitely the best thing about being a performer is that moment when everybody is there with you. Well, look, we cannot wait to see you. But in the meantime, can we get to know you a little bit better through your favourite things? Yes. Okay, let's get into it. What TV show are you obsessing over right now? Oh my God. So I've got a few on the go so i'm currently i'm currently re-watching stranger things because there's a new one coming out in may Good idea i just started watching ozark which everybody told me that the first season was terrible which i can't believe because i was shocked 
in every episode. And then also, I've just been watching Happy Valley, which is a BBC show that is one of my favourites. So I, so I, I'm, I'm a massive rewatcher. Favourite film to rewatch? My like top top one is probably Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Really? I don't actually know why. I I think it's the concept that I've always loved. Like ever since, I also think he plays that part brilliantly. Yeah. But then my like secret one that nobody knows is Give P.S. It. I love you. P.S. I love you. I know. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna I move on. How many films? And goes to. Do you have a favourite book? Do you know what? I'm actually, I've been reading The Subtle Arts and Not Giving a F at the minute. And I'm actually really enjoying it more than I've enjoyed most other books. I usually read a lot of crime thriller stories. I think for me, um, I'm always trying to keep my brain like excited and like, that's why I love like all those kind of weird series where a lot of bad stuff happens. And But I'm really enjoying the subtle art of not giving an F. What song should everyone have on their pumped up playlist? Jill Scott Golden. Absolutely. Give, give us a few few bars of that one. Uh, living my life like it's golden. Living my life like it's golden. Living my, it's just... A, it's, I knew it. I just wanted yeah. you to sing for me. Favourite <laughs> <laughs> album? When I'm anxious... Which I which can happen sometimes, or like just sometimes at night time. I don't sleep very well, or like sometimes on planes. Um, I listen to Daniel Caesar Freudian, like from start to finish. And that really, really, really calms me down. So it's probably not like my like favorite album ever, but it's definitely an album that can bring me back from a crazy place, which I really like. But that's what the arts do for us. It may not be your favourite favourite, but it's to get us in a particular mood. What app can't you live without? God, at the minute, I probably (laughs) have to say TikTok. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Well, okay, if it's TikTok, what's your favourite account to follow on TikTok? Oh, do you know, it's this little family and their at is Bella Foodie and it's this little girl. She must be about three or four, just her trying different foods and like, giving feedback on the food I just listen my TikTok is just kids dot like kids trying like lemons and limes <laughs> dogs doing silly stuff and like the odd kind of rude funny joke and finally as I said you'll be back here in Dublin on the 17th of May playing the Button Factory what's your favorite thing to do besides playing when you're here in Dublin oh you're gonna hate me for saying this Coming to, you know, getting to go to Dublin or any part of Ireland, really, and have a pint of Guinness is just delightful. And it's been two and a half years, so I'm really ready. Well, do you know what? Enjoy that when you're back. (laughs) We're looking forward to having you back here, Mahalia. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. It's time to turn our attention to Fiona O'Shea and Lola Pettigrew. The last time they were on the Bellissimo Files, they were talking about their gorgeous film, Dating Amber. That's available now on Prime. But... They have now teamed up again with George McKay. He was on the show in the last hour. If you missed that, you can catch his interview on our website, spin1038.com. George McKay is playing a wolf, and this time on screen, Fiona O'Shea and Lola Pettigrew play a German Shepherd. Well, people who think they're German Shepherd and a parrot. Let's get them to tell us more. Lola and Fionn, last time I spoke to both of you, 
you were inside a screen. We were talking about Dating Amber. Love yes. that film. Oh, thank you. How does it feel to be back doing these styles of interviews? It's a nightmare. No, <laughs> I, no I, it's, I, it's amazing. I mean, it, it's so lovely to be able to talk to people about the film and, you know, we loved making it and we hope people love watching it. So it's really, yes, yeah, just really great to, to be able to talk to people in person and, and not on Zoom. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, you can, you can, Zoom interviews are great and they were great for the time period, but I think we're all racing to see each other again, sort of from here down. I'm like, I, if I'm staring at the bottom half of you, it's yeah. only because I haven't seen it in so long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know, well, I can almost guarantee that when we were on Zoom, uh, we had dressed from like the top, top half. I was like uh, GAA oh. shorts and Crocs on the bottom. Yeah. How cool was it to find out that both of you were going to be in this film together? Who found out first? I think you had signed on first. Yeah, well, it was quite early. I think it was mm -hmm. November of 2019. So we actually knew that we were going to be um, doing it together way before we went into lockdown. Before we promoted it, number we knew. That yeah, we yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I think we knew we were doing it, but we weren't able to say that we were doing it just yet. So it was kind of an odd. Um, I mean, that looked like us doing uh, press in the caravan in British Bay looked like uh, a publicity stunt in itself. So then if we were like, and also we're now going to be doing something, uh, it might have gone a bit too far. Yeah. It was incredible. I mean, it's very rare that you get to work with the same people so closely together, never mind your best pal. So yeah. we were delighted. And how cool is that, Lola? Because this is such an intense film where you have to be really vulnerable. Yeah. And it's also different from other experiences you've had because for six weeks you guys were living in a bubble. So how cool is it to have one of your best mates where, you know, you can be vulnerable in front of him? Absolutely. I mean, like, it, it was always great to have um, Fionn there. And, you know, it was also, I mean, we all got close so quickly. And, you know, it was it was a very vulnerable thing. But I think that the amazing thing about it was, you know, we were all very close very quickly from isolating together. What else has been amazing is your career, both of you, of late. Um, I was just on your Instagram and oh, oh my God. God, working with Paul Smith, Saint Laurent on the cover of Italian magazine. <laughs> How does that feel? Uh, really nice. It's really, uh, yeah, it, it's really um, lovely and, and it's, um, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's a really I don't know, it's a really lovely, it's really yeah, it's really lovely. Cheekbones like that, they're gonna put them on covers. Course, so. <laughs> you as well have had amazing success. I mean, if denomination, congratulations. Thank you, I'm delighted. Yeah, and you're about to work with one of my all-time favorite actresses, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, we we shot it. We shot it in oh. the summer. Yeah, uh, give me a spill. What she's was it like? Incredible. I mean, yeah. she's like the queen of comedy. So um, it was incredible to watch and learn from her, and I'm very excited for everybody to see um, our little film Tuesday. Can't wait to see everything you guys are doing. Congratulations on oh, his thank you success. So much. Thank you very much. You can catch Fionn and Lola in Wolf. It is in Irish cinemas now. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. A massive show a couple of years ago was Vikings. Well, now Netflix have given us a follow-up show to Vikings. It's called Vikings Valhalla. It was actually filmed here in Ireland and it's set a hundred years later and looks at the beginning of the end of the Vikings age. Two of the stars in the film, uh, in the TV series, sorry, are Frida Gustafsson, she plays Fridas, and Caroline Henderson. They told us all about, they talked to me here about the show, but also what I really want to know about, their fabulous road trips across Ireland. Caroline and Frida, congratulations. The series is finally out there. Oh, thank you. Frida, 
did it feel like it was never going to happen? I mean, you've already filmed two series (laughs) and we're only getting season one. I, for the longest time, was like, this is a joke. They're not rolling when we're filming. They're rolling in between takes. They're using (laughs) us to make this very cruel, like, you know, TV show about about all these actors who think they're going to be on this amazing show and who are just, you know, running around playing Viking. Um, thankfully, that wasn't the case. Yeah, <laughs> thankfully, we're, we actually made a really amazing show that I'm so proud of. So, yeah, it feels so great that it's finally here. <laughs> Although, do you, know, do you know what? I'd also like to see that other show. I think that yeah. would be fabulous. <laughs> yes. I would like to see that behind the scenes. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes. I would love that. I would love that. Well, the part that is real, Frida, is your character, but also what your character is wearing. And you're expected to go in there and do what everybody else was doing. But did you know that your costume was the heaviest one on set? (laughs) I love that you know this. I've been so putting it out into the universe. (laughs) We are doing this, you know, long days. We're fighting sometimes, you know, upwards to 10 hours in mud up to our knees. And the boys, they're like, oh, my God. We don't want to mention any names, but Uh, you know who I'm thinking about, right? There's a special person. Complaining all the time. thought it was so heavy. And we had a day where I was like, you know what, guys? (laughs) We're going to measure. We're going to weigh the costumes and see. And mine was by far the heaviest. So (laughs) I'm I'm thankful for that. But, yeah, I, I, I so enjoyed it. It was you know, Freitas's shield made in armor is incredible. The amount of details that our costume department go into, it's covered in 2000 studs. It's completely handmade out of leather and it's just stunning. But it wasn't always tough, was it, Caroline? Because I was on your Instagram and I saw a beautiful photo of you, Freya and Laura, and you're at Mount Juliet Did you guys go and do some road trips together around Ireland? What was that like? Yeah, we did. I mean, the first time around was pretty much locked down. So we did some sort of some field trips in our own apartments with each other. But then (laughs) after a while, we are we were able to go on beautiful field trips and hikes. And I think the one you're referring to is when we went to our luxury. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so beautiful. It was so nice. Yeah. So, Frida, is that something nice that comes out of projects like this as well? I know filming them during a pandemic is really tough, but you get to make friends with people you may not have known otherwise. Yeah, I think it's really you're really onto something. Usually, you know, you're filming and you're in and out. Everyone is really busy in their lives. People have children and, you know, partners or, you know, lives happening outside of the show. And I think working in the pandemic, it made us so incredibly close. I feel like with Caroline and some other of my co-stars, I've truly made friends for life because we have been there for each other. You know, when you're usually leaning on someone else in your family, we've been there for each other and we created this magical bond. So, you know, whatever happens with the show and whatever happens in the future, I know I have my sister in Denmark and I can always call her and it's really special. I got your back. That's so nice to hear. Um, I'm hoping you'll come back for season three and I want to go on that road trip with you around Ireland (laughs) when you're back. (laughs) Come on, Mark Juliet. Yes. Season one of Vikings Valhalla is available on Netflix now. And if you're a fan of the show, you'll be thrilled to hear that Netflix have actually confirmed a season three. So there's a lot more Viking stories to be told. It's the 
Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin. Top Boy, it is back on Netflix, season two, which is, I think, season three or season four, because it started off on Channel 4 and then Drake revived it on Netflix. It did so well that... Drake and everyone else has brought it back. And actually, one of the listed executive producers on Top Boy as well is LeBron James. Well, season two on Netflix is back. And two of the stars who are back for that are Michael Ward and Jasmine Jobson. They play Jamie and Jack in the season. And they're going to tell us all about it now. Michael, Jasmine, great to meet you both. Hey. Michael, on your Instagram, um, you put up a post that said, I hope you're gassed for this one because it's actually a mad thing. <laughs> what can people expect from this season of Top Boy? Obviously, you know, with having Netflix on board and, you know, having like a, a big budget, you know, I'm trying to say there's certain things that you can just do. And that's what Top Boy has done. They've utilised having those people involved and kind of just made it massive, man. We've got obviously go away to Spain and Morocco, which is a luxury and um, just everything that goes on in London, you know, it's like, it's, it's epic. It's, it just feels epic, but at yeah. the same time, still so authentic. And it's hard to get that right sometimes, but I feel like with Top Boy, it's always just, it always makes sense, man. Jasmine, I was on your Instagram and I got chills of your video of you turning the corner and seeing that massive billboard. Oh my God. <laughs> what was that moment like seeing yourself that huge? Oh my gosh. I I don't even think that I can find a word that is even acceptable for <laughs> how that feels. It was absolutely mind-blowing. I had the whole build-up of it and then I saw my face and I just completely went, just like darted across the road, didn't care about traffic, nothing. <laughs> I might not have been here today. Love it. So exciting. Top Boy really has been epic. Michael, how has it changed your life? In loads more ways than I can even explain, but I'd obviously say the, the most the most impact it's had in my life is obviously establishing me in terms of in this industry. Mm-hmm. You get, what I'm trying to say, allowing people to kind of know my work, and that's always you know um, special. People actually knowing what you do because a lot of the times people make stuff in it doesn't even get seen. And so the fact that people can see what I'm doing for me has been mad. So then it allows me to get more and more opportunities. And that's all I'm about. It's about, you know, creating more opportunities, not just for myself, but for anyone that um, is after me and anyone that was before me and just keep opening those doors. And, you know, what I'm trying to say that's, that's, what's, that's what it's done for me. Jasmine, 30 under 30, the Forbes list. 2021 see your name on that list what happens Um, (laughs) I didn't even know you know when it's like I I was asleep everything's all cool and I woke up in the morning boom email Forbes 30 under 30 I was thinking wait what the hell (laughs) like I'm I'm still I'm not rich (laughs) what (laughs) you know no it it was such a beautiful thing to see you know waking up and seeing things like that it's crazy like waking up and finding out you're a bloody BAFTA nominee it's like it's it's insane your life can literally change overnight you know it's crazy it's such a blessing and you know coming from the walks of life that we come from like it's it's sometimes it becomes very difficult to be able to be successful or make something of yourself so to be in the position that I'm in I'm very very grateful well success is definitely on both your pages because Michael Empire of Light, Sam Mendes, Olivia Coleman, Colin Firth. <laughs> Don't forget Roger Deakins, but it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, 
Sorry. But um, nah, man, it's all good. Like I said, Top Boy has allowed me to, you know, get a lot more opportunities, and that's what's special about this whole thing. Because maybe, maybe if I hadn't done Top Boy, who knows if those opportunities would have came through? So I'm just grateful mm-hmm. for the journey and grateful for each step that I get to take. And finally, bringing it back to Top Boy, the line that's going around on Top Boy is "Loyalty is everything." What motto inspires loyalty over everything? Yeah. Sorry. What what motto? inspires you guys yeah it's, it's definitely lo- loyalty over everything i mean I've, I've said that for years even even before um this season of top boy so yeah loyalty is always going to be a big thing for me for me it's actually mad like you know when you're in primary school and they always have like quotes my primary school's one was if you believe you can achieve mm. and it, it just comes full circle for me do you get what i'm trying to say because it literally is that I, I remember i was reading this um, book the secret and it, it basically quoted that exact line i was like rah like, this is mad. But yeah, for me, you know, I want to achieve great, great things. And I just know now that as long as I believe it, no one else has got you. Because no one else before all of this would have believed that I could have been in this position. But my mum and me saw it. And now we're here and I'm just relishing in the moment. I love it. Yeah. And you've given me chills. And I think that's something we all needed to hear. You guys, this is just the beginning. So lovely to chat to you both. Thank you. Big up, you man. Too. Love. Thank God you. Bless. Loved chatting to Michael and Jasmine. We'll talk to more stars of Top Boy next week. This is a new music spotlight. On the Bellissimo Files. On the Bellissimo Files. Producer Aoife is in with us today with some great new tracks and any time they're dancing, you know I'm going to get excited. I feel like it's just the perfect songs for our four-day weekend we have going. They're just so suitable. I love it. And big, big collaborations from names that you are well used to hearing on Spin. So first up, we have another collab coming our way from Joel Corey and David Guetta, this time featuring Bryson Tiller, and it's called What Would You Do? I love that and I have to say I don't know if it's you but anytime I hear Joel Corey Cor- yeah Joel Corey I get this moment of he couldn't have been on Geordie Shore. It can't be the same person. <laughs> I know, and it's great to see him like back and bringing us big, big dance tracks. He did, of course, a collab with David Guetta last year on Bed as well, so I'm loving that they're coming back. But this was another song that was made over Zoom. No way. It was, yeah. I think one of them was in London, one was in the US, one was somewhere else, and they made it over Zoom. That is gas. Yeah. what you can do. I know. So that is our first big collab of the week. It's up for the Bellissimo Files track of the week. And up against it is another big collaboration. Are you ready for this one? Mabel, Jax Jones, Galantis. This is called Good Luck. One, two, three. Good luck. Go around the world. Chasing other girls. Thinking you'll find the top, baby. Good luck. Looking for that touch. Can't replace your love. Thinking you'll find the top, baby. Good luck. I actually, I didn't watch any TV last night, except I turned it on for two seconds. Mabel appeared on screen, comic relief. And she oh, that was on this. last night, yes. Brilliant. Yeah, I just love Mabel. And 
the, she says this is the perfect song for getting ready to go out and I think she's dead right yeah. so if you're still celebrating Paddy's Day this weekend <laughs> pop that on before you head out I'm sure it'll get you right in the mood now those two are up for the Bliss Files single of the week you know what to do head over to our Insta story at Official Spin 1038 take that poll while you are Aoife you've got a couple of others I do this one I'm very excited for you may remember Gail from ABCDE and she has a new track for us it is called Love Starved I was always worried about how is Gail going to follow up ABCD EFU. Yes. And she's done it. I know. And do you know what? After hearing this, I think her thing is going to be like sing-along anthems because yeah. we've all done that with ABCD. Uh, this as well is very kind of like... A bit like Olivia Rodrigo, you know, that kind yeah. of like anthony that gets us all in our feels. I feel like that's what what Gail is going to do. We did, of course, have her on the show recently as well. So if you want to check out her interview, do head over to the website, spin138.com, and you will be able to catch that back. And now it's time for these. Come on. Are you ready? Eva's dance track of the week. Just clap your hands to the beat. <laughs> Every week I laugh because every week that gets played at the top. <laughs> We're just dancing to that before you even tell us about your track. What is your dance track? This week is an artist who is new to me and very fitting for Paddy's Week is also Irish. You know, I love getting to play an Irish artist as my dance track of the week. This is from Cub underscore and is called From Zero Distance. That's definitely going off at the clubs this weekend. Oh, uh, I just, I feel like the segment has become an Aoife's Irish dance track <laughs> of the week, but it's just because there's so much good Irish dance music out yeah. at the minute. I'm absolutely loving it. So yeah, I just, I yeah, it's always a treat when I get to play something Irish in this segment. It is so good. Um, Aoife, that is not the Bliss My Fall single of the week, though. It's not, but we're keeping you on them vibes. This is the new one from Mabel, Jax Jones and Galantis. Vote for By You. It's called Good Luck on the Bliss My Files. So happy you voted that. You've listened to my files single of the week. It is the new one from Mabel, Jax Jones and Galantis. What a collab. I know. I big, know. big collab. Like, um, I love that. It's so, so catchy. And it's great this weekend on four, uh, Spins Four Day Weekend. Exactly. It's the perfect track for that. And as I said, there's a lot of new dancey tracks out this week. So if you want to hear more of them, make sure you head over to our Spin Fresh playlist on our website or app, spin138.com, and you can catch them all there. If you missed anything of today's show, we had stars from Wolf. We had stars from Vikings Valhalla. Yep. Top Boy. You can get it up on a podcast straight after the show or up on the website, spin1038.com. Our next week's show. We've got more of the Top Boy cast. Yes. 
And in the next couple of weeks, we'll also be talking to some of the Bridgerton cast because it's back It's back on Friday. You're looking forward to it, Aoife? Yeah, I can't wait. I really can't. I only got into it recently and I love it. Yeah, me too. But um, we won't be binging this week because the sun is out. We're out there celebrating what's left of Paddy's Day. Enjoy what's left. Have you got any plans, Aoife? I'm just going to get out into the sun. Brilliant. Enjoy that. I think I'm going to do the same. We'll catch you next week. Marty's up next. Bye. It's the Bellissimo Files. The Bellissimo Files. On spin.